All right, thank you, Mike. Um, yeah, seriously, I would urge you guys to seriously consider what, what your role can be in the lives of foster kids in our community. Um, who's gonna step up? Um, that could be you. So consider it. Um, it is a fantastic experience, a very practical ministry, and one that can be used to help a lot of people. So today, ironically, actually, we're talking about being sent. Maybe you could be sent to real family this summer. We are talking about being sent. We've all been sent to do something, um, or we've been sent, or we, we've sent stuff, like text messages, emails. We were sent to errands. I'm sent to run uh, to the grocery store a lot. Um, I'm going to talk about a, a story that um, Stephanie and I had when Right after we had Abigail, um, our one-year-old daughter, we didn't really have enough, a lot of time to ourselves. We didn't have a lot of time to get out of the house by ourselves. Um, one time, I think it was my mom, who my mom's in the house today. Yeah, mom! And grandma, and the in-laws, and brother-in-law, yeah. Um, I, think, I think she watched Abigail and um, sent Stephanie and, I, us, or Stephanie and I out on our first date without, without Abigail since she had been born. And, and we were super excited. We got this, uh, we had this AMC gift card. We were going to go see a movie. And Stephanie had really wanted to go on a, a chicken nugget date where we go to McDonald's, we go to Wendy's, and we go to Burger King, and we just get chicken nuggets from each of those places and then go somewhere and eat. We were going to take them into the movies, and we were going to eat our chicken nuggets at the movies. It was going to be fantastic, right? Um, yes, Awesome. So this was, we were really excited. We were like, yes, okay, Abigail is taken care of. We're going to go enjoy ourselves for the first time in months. So we got out the door. We went to McDonald's. Um, McDonald's was great. We got through there pretty quick. We got our uh, 20-piece McNugget, and we were going to head on to Wendy's next. We got to Wendy's, and the Wendy's line was so stinking long. It took us about a half hour to get through the Wendy's drive-thru. We're getting upset. We're going to miss our movie. We start getting mad at each other. It's, it's going downhill very, very quickly. We get our Wendy's McNuggets. We're like, okay, we're going to skip Burger King. We're going to try to make the movie. It's, you know, our movie start at 7, but then they have previews. We're like, okay, it's like 7. If we, if we go now, we'll get there at 7.05. We can still make it before the previews end. We got into the theater at 7.05, and the line is out the door. And it's not just like a straight line. It's one of those lines that curves back and forth all like this. And we're all... So downhill, it keeps getting steeper and steeper. It's a, it's a pretty rough night. And uh, we're bummed. So we, we're like, all right, we're just going to leave the theater. Let's go, let's go get our Burger King nuggets. So we got our Burger King nuggets. We went to Arby's, got some curly fries. We ate all of our nugs and curly fries in Arby's, chatted. Ended up being not that bad of a night. Pretty good story. Um, but yeah, that was, that was an example of us being sent out to where we were so excited and anticipating and it was going to be great and it ended up being um, not what we expected. Uh, but things didn't work out as planned. Today we're going to be talking about a different kind of sending though, the sending of God. Uh, I'm going to use a Latin phrase called the Missio Dei. The Missio Dei means the sending of God or the mission of God. It is a pretty common um, theme. It's a scripture-wide theme, so it's kind of hard to do a a sermon on. It's kind of hard to preach on because it's such a uh, broad theme in scripture. There's many themes in the Bible, like like, uh, the covenant theme or holiness, salvation, atonement, justice is a big theme in the Bible. 
Uh, but the mission of God is a central theme as well we're going to discuss. With such a broad theme, theme it's, it's hard to uh, spit, pick one specific passage, but we're going to focus today on John 17, 6 through 25. So you can go ahead and turn your Bibles there, or you can um, follow along on the screen. John chapter 17, verse 6 through 25. And a little bit of context before reading. Jesus is, is praying in this whole chapter. He's praying before his betrayal, after the Last Supper. And Jesus had just prayed for himself to be glorified through the work that he was about to do, which he knew what was about to happen. And then in 6 through 25, he starts to pray for his disciples, and he prays for all believers. And as we read this passage, I want us to focus on the theme of sending, of the Missio Dei. Verse 6. I have manifested your name to the people whom you gave me out of the world. Yours they were, and you gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Now they know that everything that you have given me is from you. For I have given them the words that you gave me, and they have received them, and have come to know in truth that I came from you, and they have believed that you sent me. I am praying for them. I am not praying for the world, but for those whom you have given me, for they are yours. All mine are yours, and yours are mine, and I am glorified in them. And I am no longer in the world, but they are in the world, and I am coming to you. Holy Father, keep them in your name, which you have given me, that they may be one even as we are one. While I was with them, I kept them in your name, which you have given me. I have guarded them, and not one of them has been lost to the son of destruction, that the scripture might be fulfilled. But now I'm coming to you, and these things I speak in the world, that they may have my joy fulfilled in themselves. I have given them in your, I have given them in your word, and the world has hated them because they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. I do not ask that you take them out of the world, but that you keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Sanctify them in your truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, so I have sent them into the world. And for their sake, I consecrate myself, that they may also be sanctified in truth. Verse 20. I do not ask for these things, but also for those who believe, oh, these things only, but also for those who believe in me through their word that they may all be one, just as you, Father, are in me and I in you, and that they also may be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. The glory that you have given me I have given to them, and they may be one even as we are one. I in them and you in me, and they may become perfectly one, so that the world may know that you sent me and loved them even as you loved me. Father, I desire that they also whom you have given me may be with me where I am to see my glory that you have given me because you loved me from the foundation of the world. O righteous Father, even though the world does not know you, I know you, and these know that you have sent me. I made known to them your name, and I will continue to make it known that the love with which you have loved me may be in them and I in them. God, help us to dissect this passage. Help us to understand the theme of the Missio Dei of being sent, Lord, and help us to take a stand to that. Help us to be a part of your mission. Speak to us today, God. Open up our ears and let us be attentive to your spirit and whatever you're leading us to go. In Jesus' name, amen. So, 
long passage, Jesus has a very particular confusing way of talking in this passage. Um, but there's two things I want to focus on within this passage that's consistent with the biblical theme of Misio Dei. First thing, our God is a sending God. Amen? Our God is a sending God. God sends people throughout the Bible consistently. From Abram in Genesis 12 to his angel in Revelation 22, God is sending people. He sends prophets, priests, kings. He sends his own son, apostles, ministers. Still today, he sends people. We see in this passage that God has sent Jesus, and Jesus, full of compassion for the followers, he is preparing to send his believers. He cries out for people to know that God sent Jesus and to receive salvation through that knowledge. He is crying out for his people, for his disciples, his followers, and all of those that believe. And he's preparing for them to be sent so that they are equipped when that time comes. This is the preparation. He's getting ready to send them. And this is a significant prayer. Notice that there's, at this time, there's not a church yet, because the church doesn't really happen until after Jesus died and rose again. Right now, we just have some Jesus followers who are kind of seen as cultic, uh, blasphemers, um, not righteous people. They don't have a, a good image right now, these Jesus followers. But it's interesting, it's interesting to note that the mission of God is prevalent in this passage before the church existed. This prayer magnifies the mission of God and shows that it's an eternal desire and an attribute of God. It's actually a characteristic of God, the mission of God, the sending. God has always been sending. I'm going to use a couple people to help illustrate my points today. David Bosch is a missiologist. Um, he was a theologian. He died in 1992, but he wrote many books on the methodology of missions. Uh, and Jürgen Moltmann is a 94th year old theologian, a former theologi theology um, professor in Germany. And he wrote countless entries on the mission of God. If you want to look up David Bosch or Jürgen Moltmann after, those are their names. Um, so looking back on the mission of God in this passage as an attribute of God, as a characteristic, Bosch says, mission is not primarily an activity of the church, but an attribute of God. God is a missionary God. You say God is a sending God. God is a missionary God. What is a missionary? A missionary is one who is sent according to the mission of God. It's not an activity of the church primarily because it existed before the church. It's an attribute of God. When thinking of missions, I think of the, the church doing good. I think of missions trips. I think of kids in Latin America getting candy and, and balloon animals and um, people sending a tons, of, tons of people over to uh, Europe to give them food and, and Bibles and all that stuff. Um, spreading Jesus, helping people, genuinely good work. But there's more to the mission of God. There's more to it. It's not just about doing good things and uh, helping other people. That's, that's what the mission of God contains, but primarily um, it's just a part of the mission of God. I want to look at the word sent in the passage that we've just read, verse 6 through 25. Um, the Greek word apostello means to send or to send out. It's used in five verses in this passage. 
verse 8, it says, For I have given them the words that you gave me, and they have received them, and have come to know in truth that I came from you, and they have believed that you sent me. Verse 18, As you sent me into the world, so I have sent them into the world. Verse 21, That they may all be one, just as you, Father, are in me, and I in you, that they also may be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. And verse 23, I in them and you in me, that they may become perfectly one, so that the world may know that you sent me and love them even as you loved me. And verse 25, O righteous Father, even though the world does not know you, I know you, and these know that you have sent me. Five verses used six times. It's actually used again in um, verse 3, but that was before our passage. Um, so a total of seven times used in John chapter 17, the word apostello, sent. God is totally involved in sending. It's completely initiated by God. What is the point of sending, though? Why, why is there a mission of God, a sending of God, a missio dei? Before looking into this, I probably would have said that there's a mission to get people saved to help people know about Jesus, and that's the goal of mission in churches, right? That's why we have missions trips, is so people can learn about Jesus. However, the mission of God extends beyond that. It extends beyond people knowing about Jesus. In fact, the, the true mission of God results in the glorification of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. The ultimate purpose of the Missio Dei is to praise and worship the Lord. And yes, that can, glorification can help with more people glorifying God, absolutely. So that's where that comes into play. And this is where we come into play in the Missio Dei. God is ascending God, right? God's a missionary God. God is ascending God, so we need to be sent followers. So that's point number two. We need to be sent followers if God is ascending God. God has no followers to send, who will he send? Followers who are sent, it's kind of paradoxical. Because normally followers don't make decisions for themselves. They kind of follow the leader, and the leader makes the decisions, and the leader um, is sent out to do things, right? But here we're being called to follow, but also to be sent, to allow ourselves to be sent and follow in that mission of God. We aren't true followers unless we're willing to be sent. That's what it's saying here. Jesus says that he is sending his disciples in the same way that he has been sent in verse 18. Jesus himself was sent and now is choosing to send us. We've discussed the Missio Dei, the mission or the sending of God. It's in his nature to be sent. It's totally an attribute of God. It's in his nature to send, to love, to save, and ultimately to be glorified, to be worshipped. God's mission is for, ultimately, it's for renewed people to be reconciled in worship to God for his glory. For renewed people to be reconciled. That's how the Lord can receive glory. In order to be renewed, you have to, you have to, has, there has to be some kind of separation there of which we all have. We all have some kind of separation, and some of us may know it, some of us may not, um, but we all have a separation in which we need to be renewed to God. 
And there are many, many ways to do that. So what is our role in this mission? The way I see it, we have very specific roles, both as individuals following God and as a church, a body of believers following God. First, I want to look at our role as individuals. Our role is, simply put, to be sent. Well, what does that mean? How can we be sent? Our mission is to participate in the mission of God. We have a mission as humans, which is broad. It's, it's a bigger theme of just being sent, participating in the mission. And then we also have missions as individuals with personal relationships with God. We are all those individuals with personal relationships with God, whether we have come to know that or not. We have some kind of relationship, whether it's broken or renewed. And that mission as individuals is diverse. There's many different ways that we can be sent individually. Maybe we're sent to royal family to help some foster kids feel love that they've never felt in their lives before, to tell them about a man named Jesus who can be with them and love them at all times. Maybe it means, um, okay, I'm going to be sent and, and help out in the church where we have many of opportunities where we could use more people serving in the kids, in youth, in um, maintenance, ushering. There's many ways to be sent that pertain to our particular interests, skill sets, talents that God can use to be sent. However, the mission of God is the nation of God as or the, the nature, sorry, the nature of God as discussed. It's in his nature. It's an attribute. And we want to reflect the nature of God, right? As followers of, of Jesus, we want to reflect his nature, right? We are images of God. That Latin term is imago Dei. If we have the imago Dei, we need to fully embrace that image and nature by partaking in the Misio Dei. If we want to truly represent our imago Dei, take part in the Misio Dei. If we say we're followers of God, we must participate in the mission of God. In fact, if we're not participating in the mission of God, we're actually going directly against God's nature. It's a scary thought, but if we're not participating, if we're not willing to be sent, we're going against God. God's nature is send, be sent, take part in my mission for renewed people, for me to be glorified. And if you're saying no, God, I'm not going to be sent right now for whatever reason. You're saying, God, I'm opposing your mission. I'm going against your nature. That's a hard truth today. If it's in his nature and we're saying, not right now, we're going against his nature and not embracing our imago day. We're either instruments for his mission or obstructions to his mission. I don't want to obstruct the work of God or go against his nature. And none of us should if we're true followers. Followers of God are instruments of his mission to bring glory to his name. Does that describe you? Are you being sent? Are you an instrument of the Lord? Are you partaking in the mission of God to reconcile others and bring glory to him, to bring all the glory to him that can possibly be given? We are the method by which he will bless his people and we ought not to live to be blessed, but to bless God and to be used to bless others, to be sent. That's how we ought to live. Second, I want to look at 
our role in the church. We've looked at our, at our role as individuals, and I want to look at our role within the church as a body. The church does not particularly, specifically have a mission. Talk about the mission of the church. It's not actually a thing. In our passage, all the sending that's going on is initiated by the divine, by God, not by the church. God appoints people in the church to begin that mission. Mission's not from the church, but the church does work in mission. A church of any size is not the goal of God's mission. Rather, a church is used to further the goal of the gospel, the glorification of God, the Missio Dei. David Bosch again says, There is church because there is mission, not the other way around. It's not that there's mission because there's church. We don't come to church and then all of a sudden there's mission. The reason the church exists is because there is mission. There are people hurting out there. There are There is more glory to be given to God. That's why the church exists. Jürgen Moltmann says, it is not the church that has a mission of salvation to fulfill the world. It's not the mission of the church. He says, it is the mission of the Son and the Spirit through the Father that includes the church. We are included in that mission. That's our mission, Taylor Christian. Participate together in the mission of God, be sent together, be sent as individuals, but also be sent together, glorifying God with as much as we can, helping people be renewed in their relationship to worship God. Worship team, you can come back on up. I'm going to continue on. Um, the great thing about when Jesus sends people is that his sending is, is not going to fail. There may be times in our sending where Maybe we feel like Stephanie and I on our chicken nugget date. Things are spiraling downhill. Things are not going our way and going that way fast. And we don't have, um, don't have any end or good or light in sight. But the mission of God is not one that's going to fail. It's, it's a mission that is going to succeed, and he will ultimately be glorified. Praise God. There will be no failure, and he's going to unify us together. John 17, full, chock full of unity, bringing people together as he and the Father are one, and he's going to restore us to his glory. Now I want to look at John chapter 20. Three chapters later, 21 through 23, this is after the crucifixion, after the resurrection. Jesus is back speaking to his believers. Originally, he prayed about sending them before his death, Now he appears to his disciples in person. First it was praying directly to God. Now it's in person, and he's about to leave them. Here's what Jesus says, John 20, 21. Jesus said to them, Peace be with with you, as the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. And when he said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they will be forgiven them. If you withhold any forgiveness from any, it is withheld. John 17, 18, he says, as, I'm gonna, as, as you have sent me, so I am sending them. He's preparing them. He's equipping them. And now here in John 20, 21, he's literally saying, 
Go, be sent. Partake in the mission of God. He's now commissioning and sending out. Just as God sent out Abram to lead the nation, he also sent Moses to rescue his people, that same nation. He also sent David to lead that nation. He also sent Isaiah to prophesy to those people. He also sent Esther to stand up for his people. He also sent Nehemiah to rebuild the wall of Jerusalem for those people. He also sent his own son to be the propitiation and the satisfaction of all the sins of all mankind. He also sent his disciples to begin that church to partake in the Messiah day. But it doesn't stop there. Jesus sent the Spirit in Acts chapter 2 to empower them and equip them. He sent Paul to spread the word like wildfire throughout the ancient world. And he's now sending us to do the same, to partake in that same mission, that theme throughout the Bible that has always existed, that's always been central to the character of God. He's, partake, he's allowing us to partake in that same mission for God to be glorified and people to be restored to that relationship that was broken. Are you going to be an instrument for God's mission or an obstruction to his mission? How is God sending you to be a part of his missio day? Can you give a week to help foster kids in our community learn about the love of Jesus? Maybe a day to help them have the first birthday party they've ever had in the best day of their life. Is God sending you to be a volunteer in youth, kids one Sunday a month, help where help is needed? How is God sending you to be a part of his Missio Day, of his mission? How is God sending us as a church to be a part of his Missio Day? Let's think about that today. Nate's going to sing one more song, and as he does, sings about this holiness of God. Let's think about how we can be holy. Most of the world would say, I'm not going to be sent. I'm fine where I'm at. But as God calls us to be holy and set apart from the world, let's be sent. Let's partake in that mission of God, that Messiah day. Let's ask God, how can I partake in that? How do you want me to be sent?